Hey everybody, this is Brian coming to you with another episode of Quality Time with Koalas. Today is episode 002, Critical Race Theory in the Cult of Wokeness. Quality Time with Koalas is hosted by me, Brian Koalas. Here we bring free speech into the arena of ideas with no BS, just honest dialogue, analysis, and opinion on a wide range of topics, whether it's news, culture, politics, religion, TV shows, movies, books, etc., in a coffee-style conversation of free thought without cancel culture thought police. If what we say here offends you, just give your balls a tug. Now let's get on with it. So what is critical race theory and what can we do about it? Well, I'm going to tell you. Now, the term woke or wokeness is about the awareness of cultural and social justice or injustice as the younger generations and college professors are using this stuff. And part of this is this creation of called critical race theory. And this comes from academia in the colleges and universities across this country and actually all over the world. Now, what this does is it demands the use of race as a lens to view every aspect of society. In reality, that this is actually counter to what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s civil rights philosophy was, where his view was that race, nationality, ethnicity should not divide us, that the only race that matters is the human race, that our brothers and sisters are united in our humanity. King also went on to say that what divides us is the fear. That's what divides people. So judging people on the content of their character is the appropriate way to be able to deal with other human beings from all walks of life. Now, 52 years since Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, his complete philosophy on the civil rights, which was embraced by most people of all different kinds of people, is being completely rejected. And what is being brought up and supported and fan the flames is more of a Malcolm X approach. Imbram Kendi is an interesting fellow who is an author, and he floats around the universities, and has been brought up in the mainstream media. This particular person wrote a book fairly recently, and it's titled How to Be an Anti-Racist. He believes, he says, one either allows racial inequalities to persevere as as a racist, or confronts racial inequalities as an anti-racist. The claim of not-racist neutrality is a mask for racism. Imbram Kendi is not that much different than a person by the name of Van Jones, who about 10 or 15 years ago brought up in public this particular way of attacking our society in order to effect change. And what he said is that we have to come from the top down, bottom up, and inside out. 
And what that means is we have to dismantle known traditions of the white supremacy. And this is exactly what Kendi is carrying the mantle on. And so these are the same types of people who are pushing more of a Marxist Malcolm X point of view. And it has hit mainstream media, it has hit corporations, and it has also hit the universities and affecting our children. So let me show you some of the stuff that Kendi talks about. In Kendi's book, he talks that at the heart of this is any criticism, anything short of unconditional agreement, can be dismissed as hate, bigotry, and ignorance. So what they do is they it's a rhetorical trick, and they will use words over and over again and twist them and turn them. Now what is being floated out there and demanded as anti-racist is actually racism. It's redefining the terms. Kendi defines racism as white racial and cultural prejudice and discrimination supported by institutional power and authority used to the advantage of whites and the disadvantage of people of color. He also defines anti-racism, which is supporting any policy or idea that levels racial disparity and social economic outcome. To Kendi, it doesn't matter what your individual attitudes are. You're judged guilty of contributing to racism by association, by being white, or anything other than being black. Kendi also says that colorblindness is impossible because a person can't look beyond race because to do so means that you're racist. He goes on to say that discrimination is not necessarily racist as long as it's used to create racial equity. Equity is a term you're going to hear over and over and over again. Now, when I said that they use words and they twist words, here's a prime example. Kendi says that the only remedy to racist discrimination is anti-racist discrimination. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. That is from Imbram Kendi. So let that sink in a little bit here. Because this is exactly how they twist things and they gin up all kinds of hatred for actually no reason at all. They just have a theory and then they just start attacking people. This has been going on a long time. Now, by Kendi's logic, minority groups can never be racist because they have a false consciousness they have been socialized into them. They have been forced by dominant groups to internalizing their oppression. And this comes from critical theory, where there's no individualism, only groups. And groups is the color of your skin. Now, why should any of this matter to you? Well, it matters because this is what's brought up in the news every single day and night. This is exactly what you see in the headlines. This is in the stuff that you read in the papers. And this is exactly what a lot of millennials are talking about and Gen Z is talking about. And so you have this corporate culture that is being reshaped. Your entire world is being reshaped to believe in this kind of stuff. And this is very dangerous stuff because it, 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 it is Marxist. And I'm going to show you even more.
Now, Kendi and his associates, they believe that if you're black, Hispanic, or a woman, unless you're Asian, that you are empowered through victim status. And this has really taken hold in today's culture. Victim status. You've got to be a victim in order to have anything. Critical theory says white supremacy has stripped away agency, taking up critical victimhood status is actually regaining that agency. That is just absurd. But they twist things in order to create their version of the world. So-called anti-racists are actually promoting policies that discriminate Asian Americans trying to get into the very best universities. Case in point, MIT and Harvard University. Now, the Asian minorities in this country... The immigrant population, they have the, the lowest amount of representation in government, but somehow are deemed to have tremendous power uh, that are accept- and they become acceptable targets of overtly racist policies. So what Kendi is doing, along with a bunch of other knuckleheads out there, is that they are claiming that they're anti-racist and that if you don't believe in what they believe, that you're racist and that they're actually representing everybody. But at the same time, they will cherry-pick whatever group they want, such as Asian Americans, and they will deem them as racist. It just becomes this crazy loop. So let me continue. So the real problem here is collectivism. By grouping people and focusing on groups and not on the individual characteristics, what you get is the factors of racism, Sexism, nationalism, etc. And that promotes all the nasty prejudices that follows. And that is hateful tribalism. This is the exact opposite of what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. talked about and preached about and tried to convince people in the 1950s and the 1960s. It is just the opposite. It's hideous and it's hateful in and of itself by claiming that they're the righteous and Everybody else is racist. So critical race theory, otherwise known as CRT, comes from critical theory, which was put forth from Germany in the 1920s from the Frankfurt School. Now, if you know your history, Germany in the 1920s was recovering from the First World War, and they were a very vulnerable population. And... Anytime you have a vulnerable group, you're going to have somebody who's going to rise to the top. That person in Germany was Adolf Hitler, which created the Nazis. Now, after World War II, there was, that school was renamed the Institute for Social Research. And they believe that there are no universal truths. They believe in the, in the communist, in Marxism, and National Socialism, which is exactly where the Nazi Party came from. All right. So one professor in particular at that school was by the name of Herbert Marcuse. And he immigrated, he immigrated to the United States and started teaching in New York at the universities. And he is a professed Marxist. So if you speed up to today, CRT, critical race theory today, is talking about rising up against your oppressors, otherwise known as white supremacy. So now that we know where this originates from, let's speed up a little bit here to today. 
So after the recent mass shootings in Atlanta, Georgia, in March of 2021, there was an article written on an online magazine called The Root. And a, a New York Times journalist by the name of Damon Young, he's a black journalist, he wrote this article called The Whiteness is a Pandemic. Now, think of this. We're in a pandemic of the coronavirus, and they use this position to say that whiteness is a pandemic. So that's the title of the article. And what it says here is that whiteness is a public health crisis. It shortens life expectancies. It pollutes air. It constructs. It, it constricts equilibrium. It devastates forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It flattens dialects. It infects consciousness, and it kills people, etc., etc. He even talks about how that that this is a um, that being on time and striving to be better and individual merit is racist in in and of itself. What Damon Young is doing is what a lot of people are starting to do is they are combining things such as Black Lives Matter. They're talking about different racism. They're talking about police shootings. They'll talk about environmentalism, and they'll lump it all in one great big category. And let's say, because of this, this is how life is is bad. And therefore, we need to attack and say that you're racist, and then they'll twist words even more. It's just a hideous thing. All of this is an attempt at social reprogramming, and it's actually taking root, pun intended. Things such as Black Lives Matter. Now, if you think of just the words, Black Lives Matter, yeah, it's no-brainer. Black lives do matter. Why? Because black people are human beings, for crying out loud. But the organization, Black Lives Matter, it is a dangerous organization that's built on the fundamentalism of Marxism. So a lot of young people have attached themselves and said, yes, you know, Black Lives Matter and all these other things. You've got the black fist and everything else, and you've got these stickers and emblems and T-shirts and banners and everything else. But a lot of people don't understand just, if you look at the, the scope in human history, when they support this kind of stuff, they're supporting a Marxist organization. And there are people that actually, a lot of young people are starting to say, well, yeah, that's not so bad. Actually, it is. It's because they don't learn history and learn that history accurately. Let me show you some examples of societal reprogramming in our schools, starting at the universities. One example at Tufts University is committed to $25 million of university resources to be an anti-racist campus. What, it only takes money? Follow the money. They think that somehow racially diverse content in art displays is somehow being racist, but we need to spend money and more money if that if that doesn't work in order to make it anti-racist. There was a recent survey of the most white law schools in America where they ranked the higher the score, the more inappropriate white the law school. Now, why anybody would think of doing that and think somehow that that's an intelligent thing to do is beyond me. Because all that is is just it's dividing people instead of the content of the character of the person applying for that school or who may be a potential lawyer. Now, at the University of Maryland, they have a particular department called the Diversity and Inclusion Department. 
and the student recommendations that they put forth in that department is that they want a mark on the transcripts, on the school transcripts of fellow students that are actually accused, accused of hate speech. And they demand mandatory biased training for all faculty and students. And they also demand defunding campus police. Well, it's not just the University of Maryland. That's everywhere. That's every single college campuses that you can think of that is accepting a lot of this stuff, including right here in Eugene, Oregon. So we'll move over to Stanford University, where they have the Youth Justice Lab, where they're examining how to discuss structural racism in the U.S. public school system and put an anti-racist education into place. They claim that merit-based grading policies are insidious forms of state-sponsored forms of racial segregation. Now, at the University of Washington, they're establishing a center for anti-racism in nursing. Oh, my goodness. Where they're focusing on systemic racism, racism on health care because the number one problem in healthcare is, you got it, racism? These are institutions, folks, where you're supposed to actually get enlightened and actually develop a knowledge base to go forth into the world to become a professional in healthcare or in any other endeavor. So let me ask you, is blood shooting out of your eyeballs yet? Because it is for me. This is just bizarre stuff, but it's also real. Now, CRT, critical race theory, is also targeting K-12 schools. Now, the Heritage Foundation is also reporting how some of this insidious critical race theory is actually affecting our schools and how it's being implemented. According to a a fired professor in California by the name of Gloria Ladson-Billings, she had once wrote, quote, critical race theory sees the official school curriculum as a culturally specific artifact designed to maintain a white supremacist master script, end quote. Now, this is significant because what we're seeing across the country is this, that the state boards of education are getting serious about overhauling curriculums and reprogramming their teachers. The Ohio State Board of Education created a resource for social studies teachers that is Anti-Racist Allyship Starter Pack. That's the name of it. And some of the stuff that they recommended, which is not recommended, they actually demand that you read it, but they call it a recommendation, is a title called The Souls of White Folk. Another one is How White Women Tears Threaten Black Existence. Another title is When Feminism is White Supremacy in Heels. Another title is White People Have No Culture. And yet another one is Forget Looting, Capitalism is the Real Robbery. Now, the state of Illinois' State Board of Education has many of the same titles as, quote-unquote, suggested reading. The Oregon Department of Education has an 82-page guide that came out this last year called Dismantling Racism and Mathematics, where they believe that if you're asking students to show your work on math problems, that that is a form of white supremacy. The document also says that white supremacy culture infiltrates math classrooms and everyday teacher actions. 
and that if we identify and challenge the ways that math is used to uphold capitalist, imperialist, and racist views, well, then we can quickly eradicate that. This is right here in my backyard, because I live in Oregon. It is nuts. Even math is being perverted to this critical race theory and wokeness. The fact of the matter is that the four cornerstones of math, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and all the higher math, you cannot possibly learn math correctly unless you show your work. Math doesn't care about your feelings. It is logical. You have to understand point A, B, C, etc. It is just that simple. But we inject all of these critical race theory and all these other things, all these other feelings in a math where it doesn't belong. And that is not right. In California, in so many school districts within that state, what's being accepted as social studies is in history is this thing called ethnic studies curriculum, which is derived from liberated ethnic studies. Now, what the all eth- liberated ethnic studies is, is a long war to dismantle the United States through internal tearing apart institutions by implicit racism, and that in itself is part of Marxism. So what CRT actually is, critical race theory, is actually critical race tyranny. The proponents of critical race theory, like any other group demanding that their position be legitimized, they use a technique called Mott and Bailey argument. So when people start to come across these people and say, hey, wait a second, you're advocating something that actually divides people, and that is not what we should be doing. So as we have that debate, they use this thing called Mott and Bailey argument. So CRT, critical race theorist and advocate, advocates, they create a semantic overload of words to overload the audience of people they are demonizing. In an, it, it, it's an effective technique often used by many people in the corporate world of wokeness. Uh, people of CRT and millennials and Gen Z have <clears throat> persuaded companies to accept their cries and claims of systemic racism, and work to create policy, both corporate and political, to shape the world in their Marxist beliefs. Without fully understanding the long history, the long accurate history of Marxism on the human race, and the real advances of capitalistic freedoms in the United States' history, and advances of freedoms here due to the civil rights of the 1950s and 1960s. From the New York Times promotion of the 1619 Project, which is really about trying to convince people that we're a racist country because of slavery started in 1619, I'll have a separate particular podcast on slavery, which is going to probably rock your world. But from that to Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, who donated $10 million to Ingram Kennedy himself, to Apple CEO Tim Cook making corporate policy that Apple employees be retrained uh, in woke, wokeness and to be an anti-racist. You know, folks, I'm an Apple user, but even that is just so incredibly ridiculous, and it's just it's nasty. It is in every major corporation in America. This is really an infection upon the soul, to divide people, 
to make people hate each other instead of embracing Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which is what we should do. The woke mob is tyrannical. The average person today in the United States in the 21st century, regardless of the color of your skin, is working to make a living and raise their families and doesn't see CRT as anything other than complete bullshit. In fact, I work and have worked with people from all walks of life and all over the world on different skin colors and different backgrounds, different ethnicities. And the only thing that matters is whether you're man enough or woman enough to get off your ass and make something of yourself while we all deal with adversity, unfairness, cancer, etc. Folks, life is hard. Critical race theory destroys the soul of every single human being that it touches. The young people who are supposedly woke are being corrupted by evil. This is pure evil, and it's, that's what Marxism is. Now, evil exists in many different forms. It can come from white people, it come from black people, it come from Asians, it can come from Hispanic, it can come from everybody in the world. And it has, if you look closely and accurately at the history of the human race, evil exists in all of us. But so does greatness, so does goodness. And we are meant to all live together. And if we embrace Dr. Martin Luther King's philosophy to judge people on the content of their character, and it is okay to judge people on the content of the character. It's the right thing to do. That is not only the Christian thing to do. It is true whether you believe in God or not. But this critical race theory is just nothing more than pure evil. And I fear for the young people who are embracing this and are being corrupted by this because this is some of the most dangerous stuff out there. So let's follow Dr. Martin Luther King's example. And let's love each other, let's embrace each other on the content of our character, and let's reject Malcolm X, Kendi, and reject all of the Marxist ideology that is permeating out there in the popular culture. We will see you next time.